You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Clancy, you remember how when we used to drive to work? Uh, when we used to what to wear? And we would just put on a podcast or a book and learn something passively while doing something else like driving. Is that why people listen to us to learn? Oh, I hope not. No, uh, they should listen to us to laugh. To learn, they should check out Knowable. It's a new app where experts offer audio courses in leadership, business, wellness, and more. Okay, well, this sounds perfect for me. Sometimes I have a hard time reading ad copy, much less entire books. Yeah, and Knowable courses are perfect for that. With fun 10-minute daily audio lessons from top thinkers, experts, authors, and weekly live discussions, it's perfect for multitasking. So it's like Spotify for personal development? Yeah, that's a solid elevator pitch. Good job. Comprehensive podcast-style audio courses. What are they about? Well, there's a course on improv that the UCB did and another one on launching a startup with a founder of Reddit, uh, Alexis Sohanian. Oh, so I could learn improv while doing chores? Yes, and you could start doing chores. How dare you? Get hundreds of hours of educational content with Knowable's entire library of courses, all ad-free at a special rate of $50 a year for a limited time. But guess what? You can get an extra 20% off for being one of our listeners. Just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription and tap into the knowledge of 200 experts at the top of their field ad-free. Again, just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your first subscription. I'll think to that. And one for Mahler. Is it her dad's fault for putting the idea of the bear? Like, is, is the dad the real villain in this? Like, <laughs> putting mm-hmm. the idea of the bear in as, as the evil? Well, and if then you look at festering? it from that perspective, then he got what was coming. I mean... It sounds insensitive, but if that's what you're going to position it as, yes, you could watch... You could also watch Splash as a film about a man who's confronting his... His own <laughs> neuroses and slowly breaking down until he drowns himself. Oh, God. Another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband Clancy, and over there is my beautiful husband Josh. And this is a pride episode of Non Plus. Hello, so, so proud. So we're so proud. We are militant gays, uh, just without all the ammunition. Yeah, we have an airsoft gun. We have we have two. <laughs> we, we have, have two, two airsoft guns. One came with the house and a boob shirt that might stop a bullet. Who knows? But it would stop the airsoft guns. It would stop the airsoft guns, that's for sure. The point is, is uh, it's Pride Month, and yeah. goodness, the content is light on the platform, but we'll get th- to that in a minute. Yeah. So today, as we record earlier today, I guess, sure. the first five minutes, the first full five minutes of Secret Invasion has dropped. A what? June 21st, yes. Um, I, I'll drop a link to coming soon in the show notes. But you can go watch the first five minutes by going to theinvasionhasbegun.com and typing in a password. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll link the article in the comment or in the, yeah, in the thing. That's rad. That's rad. Also, Ahsoka arrives in August. We got a a date with a new trailer. August 23rd, we're going to jump into autumn with some Ahsoka. 
Yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, and if, uh, you know, the new Mando is any indication of, like, where they're going with things, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I also like that with a lot of these properties, regardless of how you feel about the stories that they're telling, yeah. um, they're doing cartoon to live action really well. These characters all look really good. Oh, yeah. And when you look at their reference material, it all looks like it's, I don't know. I, that's well, the and most they're not doing them me. dirty. Like it's always whenever there's like a cartoon to like live action adaption, there's always something that they can't translate well. Or you know, this happens with video games a lot too. Oh yeah, where like it's really hard for them to translate that uh, to screen. You know, look at the first Super Mario Brothers movie. That was some people awful. would argue with you that it's great, but we don't have to dig that we hole don't for have ourselves. To, no. Um. Finally. There is new Broadway Con merch on mischiefmerch.com just in time for Broadway Con itself, with yeah. it, which is July 21st to the 23rd. There's some cute little Broadway icon uh, items. There's a little travel mug that you can bring so that you can be eco-friendly while hydrating throughout the con. Yeah, And, and a the, cute little fanny pack, too. Yeah, you can put the cup in the fanny pack. You can put the cup in the fanny pack. Yeah. We've also got a, a new um, sweatshirt and t-shirt for Broadway Con, some buttons, this year, including a pizza wrap button. <laughs> That's delightful. Um, they also have a bunch of pride stuff as well. Yes. Uh, we've got a rainbow shirt and hat and mug, plus a new Black Widow and um, Winter Soldier water bottle. So all that and more at MischiefMerch.com. If you get anything that's non-plus branded or that's on Marvel theme, use the code nonplus 10 and get 10% off your order. Yes. Um, as always, we went to Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Box Office Mojo, and I'm going to take a peek at Letterboxd today because I thought that would be funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, we decided, hey, it's June. I mean, marry a huck of the bejeepers yeah. to those who celebrate. June is busting out all over. We thought, hey, it's Pride. We are being very visibly gay here in Denver, especially considering the wig that I just bought for two different events. More on that in the future. Point is, we went, well, what kind of Pride content is on here? And while there is more than there was, it's still skint. And the good stuff, the like good content, isn't the kind of content that fits our format of what the fuck is this? Let's make fun of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to poke fun at Pride celebrations around the world because that just makes me look like a jackass. And we we started watching it because we were like, oh, hey, let's see if we could do content on this. And it was very much just somebody narrating Pride stuff uh, pride parades around the world and just sort of explain it's like yeah there's not really much fun to be made there. and a lot of it is series some of which have had great critical acclaim like the owl house Mm -hmm. um some of which are glee so yeah (laughs) and we already did strange world which has a gay character that apparently got a teacher in florida in trouble so in the spirit of pissing off people who don't want to hear about queer content we found the closest thing we could find clancy what was it Oh, it was The New Mutants. The New Mutants. Uh, It was released August 28th, 2020 after a tumultuous production process. Yeah. Uh, Yes, that date was in the middle of the pandemic. 
uh, or at least in the middle of lockdown. That had a lot to do with it. We'll get yeah, to that they, towards they, the end. They tried. Uh, it was an hour and 34 minutes, yep. uh, directed by Josh Boone. He also did The Fault in Our Stars, oh, the awesome. John Green book turn film. Yeah. Yep. And then written by him and Nate Lee. Nate with a K. Oh, Good for you, Nate. Um, now, Nate Lee. Rather than uh, trying to fold it into the narrative or whatever, I went ahead and for the character list here, just included their mutant powers. Perfect. Because many of them aren't even really specified in the film. No. So this is how we how we pulled it from uh, Wikipedia. And as far as I know, some of these characters I'm familiar with, some of them I'm not. Um, this is accurate. So Blue Hunt is Danielle Danny Moonstar, whose mutant name is Mirage. She's never referred to this in the film. Nope. <laughs> She's a native Cheyenne who can create illusions based on the fears and desires of other people. We've also got Anya Taylor-Joy playing Ileana Rasputin, a.k.a. Magic. She does, and I'll call it out, refer to herself as that in a roundabout way yeah, towards she the says end of the film. She can do, yeah, yeah, it's stupid. But she's a Russian mutant with sorcery powers. Uh, she can manifest a soul sword and use teleportation discs to travel. Yes. She's the sister of Colossus. Never mentioned in the film. <laughs> Never mentioned. And she does have a purple dragon companion named Lockheed who is delightful. Who is only her companion in this film. In the comics, canonically, every, everywhere else you see Lockheed... He is a buddy buddy with Kitty Pride, Shadowcat. Okay, you know great. the one who can face through. She um Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elliot Page played her in um in the X-Men films. Yeah, arguably better movie. Um actually, Miles better movie. Any uh yeah. Maisie Williams is Rain Sinclair, aka Wolfsbane again, never referred to that in the film, but that's her mutant name in the comics, a Scottish mutant who can turn into a wolf and is struggling to reconcile this with her religious beliefs. An interesting concept uh left uh, uh, unused real. I mean, it's there, but it's not. It, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's annoying. Yeah. Uh, but hey, Aria, it's nice to see you again. Uh, we've got Henry Zaga playing R Roberto Bobby de Costa as Sunspot. He's a Brazilian mutant who can manipulate solar energy. Yeah, not really. Also, never explained. Yeah, Charlie Heaton as Sam Guthrie, aka Cannonball. He's never. He's referred to as. Flying like a cannonball, but he, again, it never. The, the <laughs> their mutant names are more often treated as Easter eggs. Yeah, it it bo it boggles my mind. But he can propel himself into the air and is invulnerable while doing so. Alice Braga is playing uh, Doctor Cecilia Reyes. Uh, she's in charge of the group, a medical doctor who can generate protective force fields around herself and others. Yeah, Thomas Key as uh, Sam's father. Uh, Happy Anderson is Reverend Craig. The smiley men, Ileana's abusers, are physically portrayed by Dustin Keith Hammer and are voiced by noted shitbag Marilyn Manson. Ugh. Yeah, that's... Ugh. Keep on trucking. And we've got Adam Beach as Danny's father. All righty. Now, you, we, us had seen this. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I mean, A, this came out during the pandemic. This is one of the first movies that came out uh, on the streaming service yeah. uh, and was... I can't remember if we braved theaters for this. I know we went out for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I mean, what was it? This was August of 2020? I mean, we might have... No. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. We wouldn't have because I hadn't even started my new job by then. No. So, yeah, we, we didn't go see this in theaters. Then we must have seen it on streaming, but I know we saw it with friends, like they came over or something, but people in our bubble. Point yeah. is, 
We knew what we were getting into, but the reason we chose this is because ba 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 two little ladies kiss, and it's adorable. Yes, we've got gays. We've got gays, and I think my biggest criticism of this piece is that you said it right as we finished. It's all very shallow. It yeah. wants to be a lot, but I think because of where it sat in between the Sony, Marvel, Fox, all of that shit, um, it's it just suffered through... Um, Fuck it, we got to get this thing out so it can make some money. Let's be honest. It wasn't great. It it wasn't. No. It, I mean, it it's was, not. It, again, it's. I can see the potential here. And I mean, we'll probably talk about this more at the end. But I could see the potential in this movie uh, as being like, because it was set up as a, as a trilogy. I can mm. see the groundwork that they were laying. I can understand why they probably didn't give them their, uh, you know, quote unquote mutant names yeah. yet um, because they were saving that. But then at the same time, my God, yeah. such a slog. Well, let's get into it so we can get out of it. Yeah. All right. There's an old Native American proverb that says, inside every person, there are two bears forever locked in combat for your soul. One bear is all things good. Compassion, love trust the other is all things evil fear shame and self-destruction danielle danny moonstar a young cheyenne native is hidden in a tree by her father as her entire reservation is devastated by a tornado danny awakens in an oddly empty hospital run by dr cecilia reyes who explains that danny has a unique mutant dna and advises her to remain in the hospital until she learns how to control her powers. Danny is introduced to four other teenagers, Sam Guthrie, Ileana Rasputin, Roberto DaCosta, and Rain Sinclair. Each was brought to the hospital after experiencing or accidentally causing a horrible tragedy. As mutants, the teens, and Reyes herself, all possess superhuman abilities. After a brief tour, Ileana begins antagonizing Danny and goads her into trying to escape. Danny then contemplates jumping from the clock tower, but is stopped by Rain, the two begin a romantic relationship. A lot of the early conversation about this was this is the real first comic book horror film. Yeah. Even though Doctor Strange was kind of supposed to be and then Multiverse of Madness kind of got us there. Well, I mean, arguably got us there. It's horror light. Yeah. Some I, gruesome things happen in it. Yeah. I mean, th this, uh, albeit there were some scary, eerie parts in this That's movie. That's what I'm saying. There's... Especially early on, there's good foundation here. Yeah. I just kind of wish we got a little bit more of of the the Danny backstory. This is all kind of loosely based off of an arc in the comics. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like we get to the hospital really quickly and that feels cool. Like, oh hey, we're right into it. And then it immediately slows down and yeah. stretches everything out <sighs> to make sure that the audience is gonna get on board with everything. I mean, it's the same problem that I, some of these movies have where they try to introduce a lot of new characters. Yeah. You know, Eternals have the same growing pains. It is a lot of characters to try to, to introduce mm -hmm. and whatever. And I don't want to say that they were unsuccessful at doing it because I do feel that we kind of understand the motivations of most of the characters here. That's not necessarily in question. That's what I think. The framework is all here. Yeah. It's just... Uh, I feel like they they they... they yeah, like you said, they rushed to a certain point and then it sort of died. Like, if we're mar if we're imagining this film as a marathon, they started sprinting right at the beginning and yeah. about halfway through got a stitch in their side and limped through the rest of the film until the end was just like, I made it. 
Well, and there's a lot of horror movies, especially a lot of modern horror movies that will start off like that. They'll start off with a big giant hook and then they'll cut to people re- living their regular life. You're describing and nope. I mean, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's the same. But even again, like and maybe that's the thing is maybe there are, I don't want to say tropes or cliches, but structural things that happen in horror films that are maybe clashing up against perceived needs of a superhero film? Yes. I also think that it's also suffering from not being able to go too far with it because yeah. this originally was slated to be rated R. Uh, and I also think it, it was supposed to be about another half hour long. Yes. Because um, this all feels like it happens over three, not even three days, like two days? Yeah. It ha- Maybe three? It happens pretty quickly. I mean, anyway. at, at least that's what you're, you know, you're to believe. Actually, I would say it's at least three days because they do like two days of of sleeping because they like they go to bed and then they wake up, yeah. they do the thing the next day and then they go to bed. And then the third day is when everything kind of goes to shit. There's this one part when she's getting into the hospital and Dr. Reyes is uh, explaining everything to her where Reyes says, I don't know how to say this. Daddy, what I'm about to tell you is going to be very difficult. And all I could think of, again, as usual, was the 30 Rock joke with Dr. Spachemin where he's trying to tell Tracy that he has diabetes. Mm -hmm. So how am I looking, Dr. Spaceman? Well, Tracy, I I don't know how to say this. D-A-B-T-E-S? Diabetes? That's it. I just I just love that when she was looking around uh, in that like you know looking at everyone in in this hospital and being like am I in a cult now like what right. is like what China is this? cult <laughs> China <laughs> cult join your cult join your cult pardon join your cult join your cult new cult new cult but uh, the asylum vibe can be creepy. They spend too long affirming, yep, you're in an asylum and you can't get out. Yeah. They don't even build up that tension that like, because she's running face first into the um, fucking force field, yeah. like 15 minutes in with this kind yeah. of we're trapped in a mental institution situation. That's a tension you need to build out. Nurse, uh, Dr. Reyes isn't nurse ratchet enough. You know what I mean? She's not, coolly sinister there's not enough no and, and i think that like they try to uh, initially they try to make dr reyes is like you know i'm not gonna hurt you um you know sort of sort of thing like yes. right at the beginning and you know following that because it's like does dr reyes not know what she's doing because like, compare her to the non-mutant um leader of that school that the kid went to in deadpool 2 like if it was that kind of maniacal fanaticism because yeah. she's a mutant doing this, yeah. she's got to have deep enough conviction. The speech about having to put a dog down or raccoon or whatever that was. Oh man. Not enough. Not enough. No, the jump. And not the, a big enough turn. The jump. Yeah. The jumps were wild because I mean, even, and I mean, and stay with so me here later. for a second. Yeah. She runs into a force field and then tries to end her life by jumping out of a clock tower within 45 seconds. Right. What is happening here? It, it just doesn't make any also, sense. Also, Liliana's being wildly racist, which I guess is kind of uh, a contemporary view of um, edgy Russians. Like, that's kind of like, so, I, I don't know. I don't know what, because I don't think she's that casually racist in the comics. No. Is where I'm coming. She doesn't. She wouldn't casually refer to Danny Moonstar as Pocahontas in the comics, I don't think. You don't know how to grow weed, do you? No. 
kind of Indian are you? Cheyenne. Wasn't actually asking. But whoa, that felt, even here just three years later, felt yeah. a bit contextually, I now am not on Ileana's side at all. And I get that she's supposed to be an antagonist to Danny throughout here because that's, she effectively triggers Danny's full, you know, mutation. Yeah, but I don't feel like they had to, like, that's that's punching she so low. She could have just bit a bitch. That's you know what I mean? That's punching so low. She gets it back. I like that. It just took too long to get there. I have literally written here hashtag racist. Yeah, the, because she's like, like, do you know how to grow weed? And I don't want to. I don't want to dig into it because it's gross. Again, I feel like we're missing scenes here. We're missing scenes of things happening that might put people on edge. That might put people on edge. Yeah. It all happens and then snowballs real fast. Yeah. So Literally like said, and figuratively. It's, it really is just the, the the pacing is just so kind of clunky and un. And it sucks, especially for a movie that was in production for so many fucking years. So long. And they yeah. did reshoots and all sorts of things. But I will say immediately after this, Schmesbians. Like yeah. budding queer love, mm-hmm. sapphic mutant romance they happening were, in a clock tower. They were roommates? Ro- romance? Roommates. Romance. Oh, romance. Romance. Yes. They were just good friends, Clancy. <laughs> they were just besties. They were just they were just practicing kissing. She was just checking her for scoliosis, I promise. And honestly, this was the most genuine thing of the movie that I felt. Yeah. Like it honestly was a really they they did a good job with how they handled Rain and Danny's relationship. Yeah. Like it like, worked out well. As that's coming to a close and she's talking her out of the tower and she says, Let's live a little longer, Danny Moonstar. Let's live a little longer, Danny Moonstar. Danny, where were you? I was just showing her the chapel. No one is ever to be accounted for, Rain. You know that. I'm sorry, Dr. Reyes. Yeah. That's probably the best line in the film. Oh, yeah. Like, I I, aud- I was like, oh. <laughs> that was the first genuine reaction I had to this film. Well, and it's also just the way that they're handling the different religions or sects or whatever you want to call it well in terms of Rain is not trying to push her religion on Danny. She's just saying that, hey, this is why I wouldn't do this. And this like, is who I am. And then and then the conversation that happens in the reverse where Danny is explaining how she's like, death for me is just, our bodies are just, we're just freeing our it's souls. It's a beautiful cage yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of sentiment, them bonding on a level like that to where none of that mattered. Yeah. And you know, that they felt comfortable to be able to express themselves. Like like that was, that was nice. And then the rest of the movie. And then the rest of the movie, (laughs) um, before we move on, when they get back inside and rain says something about us cuckoos, we're not supposed to be in each other's rooms. Why is she always watching us for our own good? She means well, she's trying to help us. If you follow the treatment, get out of here, Danny. Probably before the rest of us cuckoos. Well, night. Right? That's another sort of mutant name Easter egg because in the comics, when it's, I think it's Gen X, Generation X, when Emma Frost is leading the school, she has a, a trio, a quartet, of identical twins that are psionically linked and everybody calls them the Stepford Cuckoos. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Soon the group all begin to have horrifying real visions of their past tragedies. Sam hallucinates the miners he blew up, consequently exploding himself backwards out of a washing machine. 
The teens continue to bond and learn about each other. Roberto accidentally burned his girlfriend to death. Rain escaped her devoutly Catholic village by killing the priest after he branded her as a witch. And Ileana was enslaved and sexually abused as a child. Danny's powers continue to spike, causing each to relive their trauma. In solitary, Ileana continues hallucinating the Smiling Man as she explains her past sexual abuse and disassociation into limbo with her puppet Lockheed, both of which eventually become real. Meanwhile, Roberto is confronted by a vision of his burning girlfriend causing him to ignite. Again, we've got some good tension here. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a strange turn as, um, like, in the laundry room, the lights flickering, the darkness. This feels like good, good fertile ground for yeah. horror. For Like, I'm thinking, this feels a little Megan's body. This feels a little, like, um, I don't know. Megan's body? Is it Jennifer's body? Not Jennifer's Megan's body. body. It was yeah. Megan Fox in Jennifer's body. Um, <laughs> it's kind of got that vibe yeah, a little bit. For sure. As we were talking about this and we're, and we're going reliving all of these characters' origin trauma. Yeah. Um, it it does strike me, though, that, like, haven't these guys been together for a while? Doesn't it make sense for them to have already known some of these things about each other? I think based on how everyone behaves... Ileana and Rain have been there the longest. Yeah. Berto and Sam are recent. Got it. And, and so, then Danny. So it's it's more or less that everybody's trying to stay a bit cagey. They're all trying to control and understand their powers. Yeah, for sure. Because like when we see in terms of who's who's uh, skilled, you know, Ileana can summon that sword in her armor. Yeah. Rain can change easily. Yeah. And Sam straps himself to a concrete block and flies in circles. Yeah. So, so I think that's the order at which they arrived here. And then Berto is relatively new because he's not really talking about himself. And then Danny no, shows he's, up. No, he's just trying to talk up a good game. And, and I mean, okay, that makes sense. But again, we could have spent some time explaining a little bit of that or maybe showing a bit more of like how it is that they all got there or whatever. I almost would have liked each of their stories starting and sort of like running in parallel and then yeah. each of their traumas build up and happen. And then well, that's maybe when Dan she's the last one and she wakes up. I and don't honestly, know. with with Danny's presence being there, her not being able to control it and it kind of happening, even at times that she's awake, right. it just seems like maybe they could have done a bit more to make it, a, to bring in more eerie. To make it a bit more, as things are happening, like weird things are starting to move around. When or, Sam you starts know. punching himself in the face, yeah, the audience should wonder if that's shame or compulsion. Yeah, that if 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 we weren't sure that mm -hmm. he was just that ashamed of himself, which is a big homosexual metaphor in and of itself. While we've got lesbians kissing, oh yeah, it feels like the ideas had a great start, but they they all ran out of steam until uh, smiling men are chasing them, and there's a ghost bear. I did think that it was funny that Rain, who branded as a witch, this is her trauma. Yeah. Also, despite never having done anything with anyone, she's clearly interested in, in ladies. What is she watching? She's watching Willow and Tara on Buffy. While oh. Willow is freaking about about figuring out about her powers that she can't control. Yeah. And Tara's like, don't worry, baby. I got you smoochy smoochy. Yeah. Can I be a grown up? Oh, shh. Tara. Shh, darling. Can't do this. We can do this. Okay. We can be there for Buffy. And Don. Little Don. 
So like it's gay on gay. Yeah, I mean, it's, but the cute southern boy with the shame is going to punch himself in the face while staring himself in the mirror while naked. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't really understand why Ileana is being such a like a hard ass bitch in yeah. this. It's just trying to set her up as a villain or as some sort of adversary. Where it's like we know who the adversary is. If it is she, if they are trapped in a place they can't get out of. Right. And again, we like an antagonist. We like an antagonist who helps transform our primary protagonist. Yeah. Comma. But, you know, you know what's funny is I think in the comics, all of this trauma that she has is yeah. because she was held in limbo by Mephisto. Oh. Yeah. It, it wasn't a psychological disassociation. And then her mutant power in, uh, made her imaginary space real in the comics. Limbo's a real place. It is an in-between space. And for a while, she was queen of limbo. Anyway, mm. that they had to create sexual trauma for her is concerning. But I understand. Mm, I can see where a producer would go, I don't know if we can bring demons into this. We already got the Catholics that are going to be on our ass for the creepy priest. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean... It I, I think this is more of a holdover from the R rating. I think that this is more that they were trying to go for something a bit heavier uh, for my, that R rating. And they just is, didn't. Yeah. It shouldn't have to be the sexual assault of a child. Oh, absolutely not. I agree. I'm just saying that, like, I think that's where this came from. But again, I, I, yeah. it still doesn't excuse no. what it is. Um, It also doesn't excuse the fucking control seance that control. they have. You know, you know what's calming? You know what's meditative? <laughs> Sternly repeating the word control every 15 seconds. Oh my god. Control. Holy shit. That was, it was nonsense. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Amidst all this, as we're starting to get, you know, the impact of Danny's power on Rain's trauma. Yeah. And she's freaking out in the confessional. She's, she says, demons can come in churches. Demons can come in churches. He's there. Witch. You witch! I'm flying a flesh from your bones! No, but they can't edge for a while. <laughs> That's an ejaculation joke. It it's, is. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, it's not quite. It's right up to an ejaculation. It's right up. To, it's right. Yeah. It's that. It's that. Uh, part it's right on the edge right of on. glory. So uh, they don't establish a baseline. Which mm -hmm. They have a kid's night out. They're like, ooh, we we've we can get out. She doesn't know we're in the attic, which, of course, any good observational research is going to include an area where the subjects don't think they're being observed because the act of observation itself impacts the behavior of the observed. Yeah. There's a fancy name for that. I don't remember what it is. My point is when they're doing this lie detector and trying kind of playing truth or dare and getting like, it's, 
they don't even set a baseline. They jump right into it. Again, it's more antagonizing Danny. I don't, I feel like we're wasting time somewhere. This feels valuable. But at the time I was like, get to the fucking point. It's the sort of relationship bonding that should have been happening a little bit earlier. Well, and a lot of it is them telling their stories instead of us seeing it. Danny talks about the legend her dad told her about. We should be seeing that as they're running or we should hear his voice saying that as they're running into, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tell and not a lot of showing yes. for sure. We do get some parts in here where we're, we're seeing Dr. Reyes in the control room. Oh yeah. She's always watching and she's always communicating, but she's communicating with someone that is giving her instructions. And now it's clear that there it's is very mission impossible. This is another yeah. trope. And there were other things I could not think of examples of this particular trope, and I didn't know how to search it. I don't know. I don't want to say it caught me off guard. It's just interesting. And again, could be even fucking creepier. Oh, yeah. If they allowed it to be. Yeah. And why it, is she blindly taking orders from an unknown? You know what I mean? Right. But I, but the other side of it, too, is, is like it, they're trying to play both sides. They're trying to make Dr. Reyes. She's complicit in this situation. She As knows. As a mutant. She's complicit in that she this is knows like, what she's doing to these kids. This is like putting a drag queen in charge of the gay concentration camp. <laughs> What's that bitch's problem? Oh my God. Whose dick is she sucking? Oh, my God. Uh, the drag queen. I'm not saying Dr. Reyes is, you know, I'm sure she's fully capable, but she's complicit and she's clearly the villain. So I don't feel too bad about being. Right. But that's the thing is that they don't set her up as a good villain. They don't. Like, it would be better if her turn was... Again, was, kind of Nurse Ratchet. Kind yeah. of, is she, is, she, is she actually trying to... Ha- it should be that question, and increasingly you have to challenge your answer to that question. Yeah, and, and the, the, when they try to do the turn later, it, again, it just doesn't... It just kind of falls off the, off the rail there. It really does. How does the blood pressure thing work through the jacket? Like, again, these are more questions about the lie detector. Like, there's literal... <laughs> There's there's a lot of things here that's like, why why did we do this? Why didn't you guys just sit in a circle yep. and just have a kumbaya and not have to involve some sort of interrogational, like, whatever nonsense? Well, because, again, we had to amp enough energy to get Berto into a place where he would hallucinate a desire that yeah. became trauma. We had to get... Rain and Danny to a place where Danny could be influencing that because she's got her own mm-hmm. desires. But the biggest problem I have with this is that it's clear that two men wrote this lesbian dialogue. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's real. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're real. What do you want? Just so nice to me. Too nice. Sometimes I feel like I made you up. I mean, I get it. They're teenagers. It 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 just crosses the believability threshold. Yeah. But also, it's Hollywood. You know, you know a lesbian. Call a lesbian writer. Yeah. Any of them. One eight hundred lesbians. Like there's, they are there to help you. You'd have to drop the S. One eight hundred lesbian. Well, you can add the S. It doesn't really matter. It's going to connect after the that last number. I do want to talk about Sam's monologue and how fucking awful his accent is. Oh my goodness! If you weren't here, you'd be in prison. 
or worse. It was, it was an accident. You think anyone outside this room would believe that? I would. Sam's a good guy. Even if I'm not, do I, do I really have to spend my whole life in here for one mistake? Once or better. I am when am I better? What's gotten into you, Sam? Look, something's not right. I'm seeing things, terrible nightmares. Oh, when will I ever get better? You're better when I say so. It really, uh, I get people do sound like that from there, but it was Hammy. clownish. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, I also don't understand Ilyana because what I know of her powers is she can open portals into limbo at will using that sword. Yeah. And she can open portals out of limbo that can arrive at different places. It's the key travel mechanic in Marvel Midnight Suns, which is a game I've been mentioning frequently on this podcast. Well, you like it. You've been playing a lot of it. When they've had some great DLC, yeah. play Storm now. Point is, we don't get any rules about her powers, and I don't understand why she can't just portal everybody out, or maybe they all just go chill in limbo while Dr. Reyes freaks out. Like, there's... Absolutely. Like, she can she literally... She can literally create uh, plot holes. Yeah. And, I mean, it's... You know, not to spoiler alert, go see the new Spider-Man movie because uh, it's real good. It's real good. Um, but yeah, like again, it 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 is just it's full of holes, and like there's no reason why the good kind of holes like in Quantum no, or in Across the Spider Verse, Across the, the Arachno-Humanoid Poly Multiverse. Yeah, y'all should go see Across the Spider Verse. It's so fucking good. We've it's seen it so twice. Much better than this. Uh, we yeah, saw it twice it, in a week, like a two days. And uh, I'm excited for the next one. Um. The, I will say that like, the pool scene with uh yeah, Bobby yeah. When, and and Ileana yes like that was eerie and was kind of like that was the spooky I That's was looking it, for. It, it was very it it recalls the Shining with the creepy old lady in the bathtub. Yeah, because especially when the hands kind of like coming in again. Jennifer's body, I think, had yeah. that kind of a, also creep show had that kind of like there's something in the water that's gonna get you. Um, yeah, again, a, a a horror trope that could have been, and then, but the animation on her once you saw her face, it's like, yeah, <sighs> that was that was kind of not poorly, or that wasn't again. It was it, they I, were showing they were blowing their wad too they, quickly. They really and, were, and and then just letting us look at the wad, and again we didn't get enough horror in that moment to make the comedy of him being pushed in the pool to solve the problem really land. Cause that yeah. should have been funny. It should have been a tension breaker. You know what I mean? It really should have. I also would have appreciated us, the audience knowing that that wasn't Ileana like earlier on. Cause like they cut to her in her room Right, and if you're not really paying attention, you wouldn't have caught that, and you can be forgiven for not paying attention at this point. Yeah, and and again, you would have been confused as to what was going on. Yeah. and and again, you know, and again, we we don't explain where his powers are coming from or nope. whatever. It's just you know, it's hot pool summer. Yeah, hot pool summer. <laughs> That's really all I had for this section. Let's keep going. The group continue having horrifying real visions of their past tragedies, and Reyes decides to examine Danny more to investigate. As Reyes questions her, Danny's powers spike yet again, summoning the priest from Rain's past, whom she mauled to death, leading to her branding again. Both Ilyana and Reyes deduce that the visions are the result of Danny's powers manifesting themselves. The ability to physically manifest fears, desires, or other thoughts from a person's mind into reality as tangible illusions. Reyes 
consults her employers, the Essex Corporation, who instruct her to collect Danny's DNA and then euthanize her. As Reyes straps her to a gurney, Danny's panic causes her powers to go haywire. Ilyana and Sam are attacked by physical manifestations of Ilyana's childhood abusers, monstrous humanoid creatures called the Smiling Men, while Roberto tries to break through the hospital's outer barrier, which has now been contracted in diameter. Now, real quick on the point of the Smiling Men. Okay. What I can't get to and what might has what might have been removed from the film is whether these are how she imagined the men assaulting her or if they really were these otherworldly faceless kind of like the ones from Doctor Who, you know, almost I forget which monsters they were. Anyway, like my point is is like cuz I don't think they have a basis in the comics. I can't remember. Yeah. And again, Mephisto was her tormentor in the comics. So, like they make good nightmarish creatures, but I I Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem a little bit weird because again, it, it's sort of ambiguous as to what that means, but I I do think that it is her making them into the monsters, but they were just trying to abuse her and, and she was just literally covering herself up and that's what she was and that's, imagining. That's what those individuals became in her head and therefore and that's how I they assume got that they were wearing a mask that was a smiling mask. I think that that mask was the real thing. Mm. And I think that she was then just projecting the horror, the horror underneath. It's still so gross. It is real gross. Yucky. Again, if they really went hard into it, and again, if this were R-rated, this might have played a bit better. Yeah, because they could have they could have given it what it needed. But uh, but again, in in this context, it just it seems really all you're getting is the gross implication and not the and not the like any of the gross behavior. Right. Especially because she does, Anya Taylor-Joy does a really great job of that kind of uh, PTSD breakdown. I can't yeah, do the she, thing I'm really good at. She switches back and forth, and it's yeah. believable. It is. Like, you really can, you, and that's the moment when you're like, oh, wait, are we okay with Ileana now? Like, There's something worthwhile here. Yes, there. there is, it's all explained by this trauma, whatever. Still doesn't mean she can't work on herself, but anyways, but, right. but again- it, uh, it's it, it, and again the implication that this institution is trying to make villains mm -hmm. right why wasn't that laid into a bit more because it seemed like dr reyes was still trying to get iliana to a point to where uh she was you know if they wanted her to embrace that grossness let her embrace the grossness right why are why are they getting punished and thrown into a thing when they're when they're spatting I will say when they're spent, because that is when we sort of see Ileana's portals really flare up. It's right when they're getting thrown into um, solitary because yeah. Danny's standing up for herself. That's when she really goes for the white bitch who's being racist. Yeah. And Ileana gets smacked and gets so mad about it. 16 years old and doesn't even know her power. It seems like that mutant period should have kicked in by now. Leave her alone. Yo, I'm up. helping her. This is therapy. Get your hands off me. Or you'll what? Let's find out. What are you going to do, huh? Oh, oh, bitch! Don't! You know the rules. Like, you bitch, or whatever it is that she says. And it's like, honey, 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 honey you got portals and you couldn't have seen that coming? Yeah. Honey, 
Go back to your borscht belt, Barbie. Yeah, I also don't understand the dream recall or the recall that she was having. So, and we confirm this because in the credits, it it quote it it credits Logan as um, the source of the footage of the kids when she's flashing to what's happening at the SX Corporation. Yeah, but how is she seeing that? Because she's seeing it like in um, Doctor Reyes's mind. That's part of because again, Danny's powers work what? by getting something out of their mind and manifesting it. Right, but. She doesn't do that with anybody else. Why didn't we I mean, have that's that? literally how all these fears are manifesting. Right, but she doesn't know what those are. It would be different if we saw her perspective of it, like, or maybe just seeing the connection. I think that's what we're we're supposed to take from it is that she's in in that moment, kind of like America Chavez, in that moment of panic, she's directing the energy. Sure. But I would have liked to have seen her in those nightmares, like her manifesting herself in yeah. those nightmares beforehand so that that sort of kind jump of made vision esque way where she's kind of like hiding in the background but it's maybe not really her and it's a shadowy yes. version of her that becomes the manifestation of the demon bear mm-hmm. that would connect all of this a bit better see, and see, not just be oh yeah. it's magic is it how do you know rain how do you know it's magic yeah and so again it, to me it's just like how is she getting all this information it took me out of it again and was just like okay I guess I'm going to continue to, to you know what to suspend my disbelief but you my god it, they're making it? it hard you know what took me out of it hmm. can iPhones do heat vision <laughs> or iPads or whatever Wait, what year was this uh, it was released in 2020 but what? I think it was filmed like four or five years before but is it a modern day movie or was it set back it's in, supposed to be contemporary. It is contemporary because I because I think it was like an iPad Mini, <laughs> like a white iPad Mini. It was a white iPad, and I it, again, it didn't make any sense why that was a why that was a thing. And then the priest looked like Brendan Gleeson, Mad Eye Moody. In oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Again, creepy old man chasing a girl in the shower. Oh, it was yeah. That I I ugh, I didn't like it. Let's, I really didn't like it. It's just crazy that half of the women in this film have character history that's developed on uh, sexual abuse or sexual abuse imagery. Why'd we have to go there, guys? Yeah. It's traumatic enough to be a mutant and be othered for being a mutant. That's the point. Yeah. Oh, uh, I do have a confirmation here. It 2024 to 2027 is the is the time period of where this is happening because that's where the events of Logan happened. Oh, and so that's why that. So maybe that why iPad Mini would have heat vision in this universe. I guess, but it also might have just been they were. Yeah, my point is, I really think I did just crystallize what my biggest problem with those traumas (laughs) are. Is that really if like the horror here is. Your body doing it's it's the, it is a bit of the body horror. You are you're becoming something that you can't control, yeah. and it is essential it, that you do control it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to add sexual trauma on top of that. No, we like don't. I get a priest, you know, oh, which way? Because that is uh, Rain has a lot of that conflict, that Catholic guilt in the comics. But why did it have to happen in the shower? Why couldn't it have happened in the church again, or maybe while she was like, I, again, it nasty. just it made it that much more icky, icky, yep, icky. You got anything else for this? Bit? Let's take it home, or no? Let's get this out of here. I want this. Go- I want this gone. Danny uses her powers to discover Reyes's true intentions before Rain arrives in half wolf form and mauls Reyes, forcing her to flee. The five regroup in Reyes's office and realize that Reyes was training them to be assassins for Essex, and that to escape, they must kill Reyes to deprive the force fields of their power source. 
They find and confront Reyes, who warns them that Danny is too powerful and will destroy them all. Reyes restricts them all with force fields and tries to kill Danny again by asphyxiating her, which unleashes the demon bear. Danny's own fears manifested through her power and the true cause of her reservation's destruction on Reyes, who is devoured as Danny is rendered unconscious. Rain tries to reach through to Danny's subconscious and urges her to wake up while Ileana uses her powers to travel to Limbo, where she retrieves a glowing sword, armor, and a tiny physical manifestation of Lockheed to battle the demon bear. Eventually, Sam and Roberto join the fight, as well as Rain, all to no avail. Danny is visited by her father's spirit, who encouraged her to face her fear. She awakens and confronts demon bear, calming and thus dissipating it. As day breaks, the group leaves the now unshielded facility to find the nearest town. I, I will say I loved watching Rain drop down out of the vents and maul the shit out of Dr. Reyes. Oh, yeah. That was a fucking rad moment. Watching her do that, like, again, there's potential in these characters if they're used well. Oh, yeah. And I honestly wouldn't mind if most of this cast showed up in a Secret Wars-style scenario where they're just coming back to come back. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. We're going to mash a bunch of this stuff together, and then, oh, no, we got to make one universe, and that's how it all kind of folds. But, um, like, Anya Taylor-Joy is a good magic, and Maisie Williams is a good rain. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I uh, again. Blue's I, a good Danny. I don't. Yeah, no, and that's the thing is like the, the the the. This isn't to say that this is poorly acted. There are some moments in here where it's like, why why did we make these choices? I do think that reshoots have a lot to do with mm-hmm. a lot of these problems because there there are some lines, especially towards the end of the movie, that are like, "Well, y'all were doing okay, and then you did this. I'm gonna marry that girl." I'm going to marry that girl. You okay, Lockheed? Barf. Yeah. And then nut up, barf. Oh, my God. Burn out! Nut up! Like, nut just up. the... <laughs> Really? In 2024, we're still saying nut up? Especially with a movie that is trying to be progressive in that it's, you're literally just throwing it back to, you know, if you don't have balls, yeah. you're not going to be able to, to, to do, succeed. To succeed. Yeah. It's, uh, I will say, <sighs> as the movie reached its climax, the thunderstorm that was actually going through Aurora really reached a peak. Oh, and yeah. it used, at the beginning of the movie, you were like, I couldn't figure out if that was diegetic or not. It really like lightning crashing thunder as the de- like Ileana's opening up to limbo, oh, yeah. which she can grab a sword and armor and make her puppet become real, but she can't teleport out. I don't know. Anyway, it made all of that a really intense experience, but this is where I thought, is this where it jumped the shark with the bad news bear? I it's <laughs> is the problem that there has been too many spooky subjects that they're not connected enough we didn't sufficiently build suspense before revealing what the issue is. It's all starting to sort of deflate like a bouncy castle at the end of a rainy birthday party. Yeah, it really does. And again, I, I, I think that there could, this could have been tooled way differently. 
we didn't need to have at the beginning of the movie there was a voiceover like talking about how you know uh the two bears the two bears and whatever like one of them is your love and your hope and the other is your craving for bacon or whatever here's the thing like even i remember watching this the first time Mm -hmm. and then seeing the town get hit by the quote-unquote tornado yeah knowing that that was the bear because you could literally hear it right it's like what are we trying to hide here like you're not you're not creating any sort of mystery. You're just telling us something. And now we've got to wait for these characters to figure it out. And it really is the sort of horror concepts that you expect that are creating some of the tension. And then the story itself isn't delivering. Yeah. I, I just, again, I would have preferred a, a little bit more of mind's eye uh, preview or like mind's eye montages of, you know, her wrestling with this bear, her getting stalked by this bear or yeah. something that was going to lead up to being, you know, whatever. Cause it's a fucking badass moment when the bear comes in and, and chomps like, on Dr. Reyes. If there was a, if the tension was built through a first person perspective where you're led to believe that you're watching through the eyes of the bear yeah. as it's going through the woods and every time it stops to hunt or whatever, it's entering the, the fears of someone else. Yeah. So that metaphorically we're getting Danny's power going through the fears and desires of all of these characters. Yeah, that would be and igniting them that much way. better. Marvel and hire us. We so you think that this. there's an entity that's gathering these yeah. and then you figure out, oh no, it's just Danny. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean and that's just us coming up with that fair, in the evening. This wasn't Marvel's fault. It wasn't. This was Fox's fault. And here's the the other thing is like Disney did come in here and made some uh again, it was supposed to be R. I know I've said this like twelve times. Honestly, but I, like Disney probably didn't want an R movie. I don't think that they were comfortable with an R movie at this point. They were already talking about Deadpool. I don't think that was the issue. I think that um because of the back and forth with all mm-hmm. of the sales of properties and mutants and yada yada and Fox, A, that extended things. B as they're getting ready to put this movie out, yeah. a global pandemic hits. And at oh, some yeah. point, they just got to put the fucking thing out. Just like Black Widow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. As I said, we do get one of them referring obliquely to themselves by their mutant name mm-hmm. when Rain is like, oh, you can't, it's magic. You crazy. That thing will kill you. He's right. It's magic. So am I. No, Haley. And it is her. Her connection is a magical one, but again, it's. Uh, but uh, again, yes, none rushed. of this explored. it's explored. It's all. It's all very rushed. It all felt like this was like there were, there was the grounds for something great. They fucked it up. They tried to fix it, and then uh, because it sat in that washing machine for so long, uh. it. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. And I, this is what we got. I feel like, yeah, you can tell this should have been longer. You could tell it was part of a trilogy because here's the part of this fresh new team where they're still learning to fight together. And, oh, we've kind of got a deus ex machina to end this conflict so that one character can bring their story to a head, but everybody else is still kind of, it's just, yeah, it's kind of in the same way. And again, mentioning, um, across the spider verse, like it ends at a solid axe break, right? Like oh, there, yeah. there is a, there is a clear, whoops, this is part one. And I feel like some of that to your point is, is lingering here. And that's why it doesn't feel why a lot of these concepts, ideas, narratives 
characters don't feel fully realized. Yeah, and I guess, you know, and also knowing that this was supposed to be a trilogy and then wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, I'm definitely putting myself in the mindset that yet they wanted to do more here. And if they had another movie or two to figure out this formula, sure. I think it would have gotten better. Yeah. But, uh, but this was that old chestnut, the new mutants. Yeah. So in terms of budget and reception, it was made for 67 to 80 million. Uh, There's a couple of different reports and it only made 50, uh, which I guess for the pandemic is part of the course. But yeah, because that's not that's it's it's hard to call that box office. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I again we didn't go see it in the box. I don't even know if there were theaters that were open that we could have gone to in August of that year. No. Um, critic score was thirty six. Richard Whitaker, our old friend from the Austin Chronicle, said an idiotic, nonsensical, and weirdly cheap attempt to take the stories in a new direction. Yeah, one point five out of five. <laughs> sure. Uh, Jordan Mincer uh, from the Hollywood Reporter said very little new here. Um, which <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Viewer score was a little bit better. It was 56. Uh, we have uh, uh, Rochelle in 2020. I tried to get some of the reviews that were like immediately came out after that. Sure. Um, and uh, they gave it one star saying this movie has no reference to any X-Men movies, which is a lie. Um, it took way too long to get to the plot. That's true. Uh, wasn't good at all. Also true. Horrible movie. Eh. Uh, don't waste your time and money. Sorry. I saw this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's strong. And she's a verified reviewer. Yeah. Johnny, uh, on August 29th of that year, five stars. Am a fan of all superhero movies. <laughs> you know what? I tried hard. Look, it's not even that. I, 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 some people are just diehard genre fans and that's fine. Yeah. Again, watching this movie, I, there wasn't any point to where I was like, mm -hmm. I, I, I never want to watch this movie again. If they ever reference this or they bring some of these characters back, I'll probably revisit this. Well, and am I a fan of, quote, all superhero movies? No. Will I watch almost all superhero movies at least once? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because that is legit my shit. Yeah. Uh, we got Will. This was in August 31st, 2020. He gave it a half star saying, movie was bad. Worst X-Men movie. Suits 2020. Marvel's first bust. <laughs> Which. Well, uh, again, it wasn't Marvel Studios. No, it was Foxes. Uh, so, you know. Well, and Will, I hope you've uh, come out of the pandemic. Okay, buddy. Sounds like you're having a hard time. <laughs> you did. For uh, trivia, the film includes a love story, as we mentioned, between Rain and Danny, which Williams felt was a natural extension of the comic book characters having a telepathic connection. Boone described this as the spine and focus of the film's, quote, character-driven stuff. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, Josh Boone did intend this film to be the first in a trilogy with the second film to be an alien invasion movie featuring the alien mutant warlock who was actually supposed to be in this movie. Uh, when the third, huh. uh, and in the third and final installment to be supernatural ap apocalyptic horror movie based on the X-Men comic event Inferno, uh, demons invade the earth and magic plays a major role after Disney's purchase of Fox, uh, all X-Men related film and developments were canceled, including Boone's trilogy. The film had five release dates. <laughs> it was originally slated to debut April 13th of 2018. Was 2018. It was first delayed to February of 2019, uh, February 19th, 2019, in order to conduct reshoots. Later pushed back to August 2nd of 2019, while Disney finalized its purchase of Fox. And then it was pushed back yet again to April 3rd of 2020 to make room for the release of X-Men Dark Phoenix in 2019. Barf. Which actually was just billed as Dark Phoenix because they were trying to separate it from 
Brian Singer's uh, gross ass shadow. Yeah. Um, on March 12th, 2020, it was postponed due to COVID. And on May 13th, 2020, its new release date of August 28th, 2020 was announced when it was finally released in theaters on that date. So, yes, I guess some theaters were reopening. The alien mutant warlock was supposed to appear in the film with Sasha Baron Cohen in talks for the role. They actually had filmed some of this stuff and had voice acting done, oh. um, but it was too expensive to get it in there with the film's budget. It's interesting so he's removed. They're saying it was warlock because you know who he is rumored to play in the MCU and mm -hmm. in coven of chaos no fisto oh yeah i mean it, it hey it's an upgrade john ham was cast to portray nathaniel essex aka mr sinister with the filming for the role completed though his role was reportedly cut from the final film as a result of extensive reshoot process that changed elements of the film this is what makes me believe that they cut out significant portions of this movie mm -hmm. because to have all of this uh, talk about Mr. Sinister and even still keep in like who's pulling the strings. Right. Why not keep it in? Right. Why? What? What was it that you guys shot that was so wrong? that You couldn't have made it work. I honestly feel like it was probably again during COVID an editor and a producer on Zoom going, all right, let's streamline this story. Yeah. So we can just get it out. Yeah, I guess and it feels like it. Yeah, it really does feel like it. And it's unfortunate. So, Josh, what are your final thoughts? on? I feel uh, like we left everything out on the table. It's interesting. It's got great roots. I would say spend an hour and a half reading some new mutants comics. Yeah. Or playing Marvel Midnight Suns. If you want to understand magic a bit more. Otherwise, I, knowing that it's effectively going to get. I mean, it's called Marvel Legacy on the platform. Oh, yeah. Unless they bring these characters back for some reason, a la Multiverse of Madness. But they are they are pulling movies out of that Marvel Marvel League because remember the Spider Man movies were in there to begin with. Yeah, and then, and then after multi out. or after No Way Home. Yeah, yeah. and those yeah. are considered canon. So there is something like there's precedent for it to be pulled out. Yeah, if they did, I might revisit this movie if they bring these characters back, and maybe there's some sort of way that they're you know, uh, I don't know. Again, it'd be making it interesting. Like one of like an incursion event and they need characters that you read. It'll be a thing like that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I get it like a six out of 10. Like it was all right. We never score movies. What are you doing? I know we never do, but I was just like, <laughs> I was just trying to think about like how it, cause I'm just sort of middle of the road on it. It's like, it's not, it wasn't, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Clancy, where can they follow us on social media? Uh, they can find us at nonplusspod on Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to email us, you can do so at submissions at nonpluspod.com. Send us a love note. Send us a suggestion on a film to watch. Send us a list of reasons why this is the best X-Men film if you're so inclined. Just don't send us late for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting platform of preference. Uh, I'm good to go. How about you? Yeah, let's get out of here. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Josh. And we have been nonplussed. Nonplussed. It's the X-Men. Nonplussed. 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 We, we'll get there eventually. Bye. Bye.
showing one another how to search for uh, uh, breast lumps. <laughs> oh my god, was that a poot? No, I I've got earwax falling, and it's it's bugging the hell out of me. Okay, because that was took I re- me right out of it. <laughs> I wanted you to finish your sentence so I could ask you to stop and then hit the marker. But now that we're here, oh my god, it like something tumbled and hit like a hair. Oh my god. The human body is a miraculous thing. My god. Sorry. I never have earwax do that in my ears. I have a very early memory of my mom bitching at me because I hadn't gone to bed and I was saying there's something rolling around in my ear and she didn't believe it. I was like eight, <laughs> nine. She oh would not believe me and I was like, you've got to believe. So she laid me down like with my head in her lap and she poured a little bit of peroxide in and within No, minutes, I've seen this stuff come out. A giant, like, hard red ball. Gross. I don't know. I don't know. The human body's a beautiful thing. The human body's a beautiful... It's just a Josh's soul trying to escape through his ear. I mean... Isn't that one a bit long? Well, the quicker you're into it, the quicker you're out of it. Remember, get an extra 20% off your $50 subscription to Knowable with code NONPLUSSED and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad-free. Just download the Knowable app and use the code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription. Again, download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED when subscribing for 20% off. Knowable, comprehensive podcast-style audio courses for the curious mind. And for cutie patooties like you. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. oh.